This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, June 4th, and let's talk about the forecast for the next several days. Well, today, there's a major change here in western Washington. Marine air really surged in last night. This is what we call a two-step onshore push. Uh, The first push happened uh, yesterday, and we had a little bit of marine air, and the temperatures were knocked down 5 to 8 degrees. But last night, the push was much stronger. Marine air really came in through some depth, and we had low clouds over much of western Washington, especially Puget Sound region. And temperatures today will be far less. Highs only getting up into the mid-60s, so a real step down. But I do expect to see considerable sun. Uh, We'll have these low clouds. They'll burn off during the day, and I think we will see some sunshine. Now, tonight... A moderately strong front is going to move through. This is going to be around midnight to 6 a.m. The front's going to come through. And as it comes through, the winds will pick up substantially. Winds gusting to 20 to 30 miles per hour at least. And there will be showers with this front. Uh, So I think Saturday will be a much cooler day. Highs maybe in the upper 50s to around 60. Um, Definitely a cool down. And there'll be some showers in the morning. Uh, Probably the most notable showers will be north of Seattle in the Puget Sound Convergence Zone as the air from the west goes around the Olympics, converges over Puget Sound, giving upward motion and precipitation. Now, for those of you thinking of going to eastern Washington, keep in mind that when we have a front like this with much colder air behind, some of it surges over the the Cascades and there'll be strong winds uh, from the west descending down the eastern slopes of the Cascades into places such as Ellensburg and Wenatchee. So there'll be some good winds coming down off the mountains. On the other hand, east of the Cascades, it should be dry, but the temperatures there will be knocked down substantially. They had temperatures in the Tri-Cities as high as the low 100s this week. Um, Today, it'll be in the mid-90s but it will only be around 80 as we get into the weekend. Much cooler air is moving over the region. Now, Sunday, there's going to be a very dynamic situation. Sunday morning will probably be okay. It won't be raining when you wake up on Sunday, but a fairly strong front and associated low-pressure system will be moving in later in the day on Sunday. So I expect things to start going downhill around lunchtime to 2 p.m. Clouds will thicken. And then rain should come in by mid-afternoon as this strong front moves through western Washington. And, of course, it'll be earlier along the coast. Um, So there'll be some real rain with this, I mean, a few tenths of an inch at least. It'll be enough to drench things down later in the day on Sunday. Uh, That'll move through into eastern Washington, keeping eastern Washington cool on Monday. Now, Monday looks like a ridge will be rebuilding, so the weather should improve. And I'd expect to have temperatures, you know, coming back up into the you know, mid to, mid sixties at least in western Washington, and maybe a little and some sunshine as well on Monday and Tuesday. So it's a interesting situation. One good thing about all this rain that we're going to have, it's going to dampen things down. It's going to make 
the wildfire season delayed a bit. It's, it's good to get some rain this time of the year, partic- particularly since it slows down the drying process that inevitably happens during the, during the summertime. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. What is the most important and frequent weather feature here in the Pacific Northwest? Now, in the eastern United States, the answer would be easy. During the summer, things are dominated by strong thunderstorms with heavy rain, hail, and other severe weather. But strong thunderstorms are rare here in the Northwest because of the dominant cool marine air that comes in off the Pacific at low levels. And that paradoxically is relatively dry because of its coolness. Cool air can't pick up a lot of moisture even though it's over water. Thunderstorms like moist air and they like warmth at low levels and we don't have it. But our major weather feature does have to do with the ocean. And it's called the onshore or marine push of marine air that occurs after warm periods. Now, we have had one of these over the past few days. I mean, we had been in the 80s, even upper 80s in some locations, and then we cooled down. Today, we're only going to get into the lower 60s. This was an example of an onshore push. And you can expect roughly a half dozen more of these before the summer is over. So let me make you onshore push aware. During most of the summer, high pressure, The East Pacific High is parked over the Northeast Pacific, right offshore. And lower pressure, caused by heating over land, dominates the interior of our continent, and particularly over the desert southwest. The result is what we call an onshore pressure difference, or onshore pressure gradient. High pressure offshore, lower pressure over land, that gently pushes cool marine air into the Pacific Northwest during much of the summer. Now, early in the season, like June, um, the marine air is is pretty thick, has lots of clouds, and it gives us June gloom. But by July, we tend to have less clouds, and we enjoy moderate temperatures and generally sunny conditions, with marine air coming in off the ocean, helping to prevent heat waves here in western Washington, and to some degree, western Oregon as well. But occasionally something changes. A lobe of high pressure develops east of the Cascades, and the pressure difference reverses with higher pressure onshore, lower pressure right by the coast. And as a result of this change in pressure difference, the winds reverse, bringing easterly offshore flow over the region. Now, this is important because the change in wind direction by roughly 180 degrees cuts off the supply of cool marine air at low levels. And and so the western side of the Cascades has temperatures that surge upwards. Furthermore, air sinking down the western slopes of the Cascades, right, this, this flow is going from east to west. As it sinks on the western slopes of the Cascades, the air goes from lower pressure at high elevations to higher pressure at low elevations. The air is compressed as it sinks, 
and compression causes warming, resulting in temperatures that can spike up into the upper 80s or even the 90s. Now, the offshore warming, the offshore flow warming as it comes down the cascades cause the air to become less dense. Warm air is less dense. And as a result, pressure falls to the west of the cascade crest, producing something known as the thermal trough of low pressure, the thermal low, the thermal trough. Now, such offshore flow generally lasts only a few days. It's, it's not the, the normal situation. It's a transient. Eventually, the interior high pressure weakens or moves eastward. Then the thermal trough tends to jump or shift into eastern Washington, Oregon. And with high pressure remaining offshore, marine air then tends to surge into western Washington and western Oregon. And an onshore push begins. And when this switch of the winds and the surge of the marine air occurs, uh, temperatures can fall 10 to 20 degrees within a matter of hours. Now, marine pushes preferentially tend to move in during the evening after eastern Washington and Oregon have warmed up, and that causes the pressure to fall in the interior, which creates a large pressure difference, higher pressure offshore, lower pressure in the interior, that tends to really attract these pushes, make these pushes occur during the late afternoon and evening. If you are a good observer of the atmosphere, you can often see signs around you that the push is occurring. The winds in the afternoon will tend to shift from our normally northerly type of situations, northeasterly situations before one of these surges to south or west as a wind shift and the wind strengthen. My favorite is that the wind chimes start, start moving. But even more subtly and maybe more importantly, the visibility changes. Dry offshore flow often has excellent visibility because particles in the atmosphere tend to shrink as the water on their surfaces evaporate under dry air, which occurs with this offshore easterly flow. But onshore flow is moist and particles tend to grow. And the ocean environment has big salt particles that, that are produced by wave breaking they just love water vapor. Salt loves water vapor. And they tend to get big. And that greatly reduces visibility. So if the temperatures are warm, and all of a sudden the sky turns milky or hazy in the afternoon, a marine push may be occurring. Well, I hope you enjoyed learning about the onshore marine push. Let me end by noting that I will have a special Zoom session for my Patreon supporters tomorrow, Saturday, June 5th at 10 a.m. Now, I'm going to talk about weather satellite imagery and how you can use it and interpret it, and I will be open to any of your questions as well. Uh, Patreon supporters will get an email with the, with the details. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.